Uh, welcome back to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Patterson, joined with our co-host, David McNeese. Uh, YouTube, we're still running live from last time. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, if you're watching on YouTube, we did not change clothes. Uh, just another episode there. And uh, So last week we uh, left off uh, about talking about who was God and knowing who He is. Uh, this episode we're going to talk about the Gospel. And so uh, uh, we're looking at 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, In flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. A very powerful statement there by the Apostle Paul. And uh, let's dive into that second part of that statement, obeying not the gospel. What is the gospel? It's definitely something I want to obey. If you don't obey it, you get this circumstance. True. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. But, you know, what is the gospel? It's, what does gospel mean? Well, gospel simply means good, good news. news. Yeah, definitely. And But it's a very specific good news. And it as is. You turn into some passages, I'll kind of intro here, and you can give me a passage here in just a second to um, bounce to. But um, it's the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he came to earth, he lived among us, he lived a perfect life. He died at the hands of men, was resurrected on the third day, and through that blood that he shed, we can be cleansed from our sins. Exactly. And have hope for home with God one day. Exactly. Exactly. And it's something that we, we have to hear. It's something that's very pertinent. If we're going to answer that question that or that statement that Paul has given us there in Second Thessalonians, we need to know what the gospel is if we want to be able to obey it. Right. And, and that brings up a, a great question for us. And maybe when we, we discuss it here, uh, David, when you, when you hear the word gospel, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? I think it's almost lost some of its meaning. I think it has. I mean, even for me, as somebody that knows exactly what it is. Yeah. When I hear it, it almost becomes synonymous with church. It does. It does. It almost becomes like... It's definitely lost... I won't say lost, but in a lot of people's minds, it's it's become generic for gospel music or yes. a gospel meeting or a gospel singing or... True. Um, we lose the fact that in its base, it is the good news that saves men from their sins. Exactly. Exactly. So literally when you ask me to answer the question, you say gospel, I think gospel meeting. Yeah. And, and I, think the, I think the word gospel is, has lost a lot of its value uh, over time. Because like you say, gospel music, gospel meeting, uh, it, it's almost a word that, that people don't want to say. But it's a word that people like to hear. And it has lost that power of what it actually contains within it, being that good news of what Christ has done for us. Uh, one passage that comes to mind when I think of the gospel is in uh, Romans chapter 1, uh, starting in, in verse 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Uh, why, Paul, why are you not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so that, that gospel, it's just not the good news. It's not just the story of Christ. 
there is power behind the gospel of Christ. As Paul points out there, it is the power of God unto salvation. If we do not know God, as we see there in Second Thessalonians, there's a punishment for not knowing it and right. not obeying it. Right. And yet if we do obey it, we see here that there's salvation through that gospel and how wonderful that is. And so you think of that in a sense, uh, we, we, we have to go back and look at the story of Christ, what he was willing to do for us. Uh, what he was willing to go and, and become for us. And I know a lot of people, a very common passage that many people go to uh, when they hear the word gospel or, or hear of Christ is probably John chapter 3 and verse 16. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's very well known. We, we, we've probably seen it. Many of us uh, can probably quote it. Uh, we, we've seen it over and over again. Uh, what, go ahead and read that for us. Mm. Verse 16 of John chapter 3. Yep. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Exactly. Uh, and verse 17 goes right along with that. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Uh, and when you think of John chapter 3, three sixteen, God sent his only Son to save the world not to destroy it not to condemn it but so that we can be saved through him because we're already condemned we're already condemned <laughs> definitely we needed christ to be there to save us from that condemnation exactly exactly so it's very important to know that god sent his son for a purpose right for a reason and and there, and John lays it out right there for us uh, to save us. Uh, but then it brings up that other. We, we see what the gospel is. It, it's the good news. It's that story of Christ. How do you obey a story of Christ? Would be the next question. That would be a question. How do you obey? How, how do you? Obey, how do you obey Christ? How do you obey Christ? What is it? What are you supposed to obey? Because this is just a story so far, right? True. I mean, it's a factual story. It's a it factual happened, story. but yeah. how do you obey that? How do you obey it? How do you? You think of that. I mean, how many people read their Bible and they read what what is taking place here, and then just close it, and and never really ponder on how do I obey this word of God? How do I put it into action? Well, for so many, they just they think belief is enough. They do. They do, so. uh, definitely. Uh, they, they definitely do. And John chapter 3 is a good point of that with Nicodemus uh, look, coming and asking Christ uh, how he can enter the kingdom of God. And Christ there uh, in verse 3 say, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, what does that entitle? Being born again. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, we know that that in a physical mindset, a person cannot be born again. No, we can't restart our lives in that sense. But what does that mean to be born again? What does Christ say? Be born of water and of the Spirit? More, yeah. It's not a physical birth, but right. a spiritual one. Right. And so you think of that gospel of how to obey it. Uh, here we have it saying, look, uh, Christ telling Nicodemus you have to be born again. Uh, we see that we have to believe in Christ. Is, is that all? 
I think there's a bit more to that. I think there's a bit more. Uh, I think there is. And I think uh, I love the book of Romans because Romans kind of really lays it out there for us. Uh, and and Paul puts it into to perspective for us. Uh, let's look at a couple passages here within Romans. Um, we saw that, that it, Romans chapter 1, verse 16, that the power, the gospel of Christ is the power of God uh, of salvation. Uh, let's jump over to uh, Romans chapter 3. And we talked about this verse in the last, uh, last chapter, or last episode. Romans 3, verse 23. Uh, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What does that mean? We, you think of that, we all have sinned. Uh, it, it includes everybody. Uh, we've fallen short. Well, if we've sinned, then we're doomed for that condemnation. We're, we're, we're doomed for that condemnation. Yet, there's hope. There is. There is hope. Uh, if we turn over to... Uh, let me find it here. Uh, Romans chapter 5. And starting in, in verse 8... It says, But God commanded his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now we've seen already, Romans 3.23, we've all sinned. We're all sinners. Here, God loved us enough while we were sinners to send his son to die for us. How powerful that is. Really powerful. Really powerful. Uh, and in verse 9 continues that says, Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. And so we go back to that idea there of Second Thessalonians. Christ is going to come and take vengeance, but there's hope for us because God sent his son to die for us so that we could be justified by Christ's blood and avoid that wrath. So, Aaron, is that just a generic thing that we, uh, um, how would I put this? The blood is there, and if we, we have knowledge of the blood, is that enough? Or it's is not. There, is there more to that? There's more to it. Uh, there definitely is. And, and, and there's so many examples that show us that there's more to it. Uh, we've seen a little bit of it. Uh, we see that we must believe right we, we must know who christ is um we we know that we've sinned we know that we've fallen short uh if we go to if we see that christ died for us so that we can avoid that wrath uh let's look at another passage really quick okay and, and we'll continue this uh verse uh, chapter 6 verse 23 we're kind of going to go in reverse order here in chapter 6 and verse 20 says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our savior kind of con continuing that thought we've sinned there's a payment for it that's death the wrath that is to come yet there's a gift through christ who died for us and then we jump forward to jump back and, and look at uh, chapter or chapter 6 verse 1 it says what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound God forbid. 
How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in a newness of life. That sounds like a direct tie-in to John chapter 3, huh? It does. Here's Christ in John chapter 3 telling Nicodemus you have to be born again of, of the Spirit and water. Paul saying, look, you have to be buried with Christ in baptism. Now, baptism is another word that lost its meaning though, right? It has. You think of baptism, you think of almost like a... You just think of it as almost a rite of passage, like a baptism by fire. True. I mean, we may not think of it that way, but I feel like the, a lot of people in the world do. Definitely. Like a Definitely. rite of passage, but... It's an actual action. No, it's not just this generic idea. It's this actual immersion in water. True. And, and it does go into the idea of a... And it has been become a, a rite of passage. Right. Uh, you, you see that a lot. Uh, you, you see people using that as well uh, as a, a way to, to show faith. But in actuality, that's what God has commanded us to do. To be added to uh, His kingdom. To be buried again with Him. To be raised in a newness of life, a new creature, uh, to have our sins washed away. And again, we can, uh, the book of Acts goes into so much detail there. Uh, we, we see it time and time again of people that hear the gospel, hear the good news of what Christ has done, and then obey what they hear. And so that kind of goes back, gets us back to where we were about how do we obey the gospel? Well, we have to hear it, uh, we have to believe. Uh, in, in what Christ has done for us. Uh, we have to be willing to repent and turn away uh, from, from that life that we were living. That's right. It's not just a, it's not just a get baptized, you're okay. You also have to turn away from those actions that are, that are, that are the sins in the first place. True, true, definitely. Yeah, you're never going to be completely oh, no. perfect, but the idea of biblical perfection, striving yeah be as perfect as possible definitely and that brings out a, a good point for us we're not all perfect uh, Christ was the only one that was perfect and yet when we sin we have a way to ask for forgiveness that blood of Christ continues to cleanse us and they call that grace and they call that grace <laughs> exactly exactly uh, one pastor that comes to mind I think of, of someone that hears the gospel and obey the gospel is the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8. Here's a man that, that's reading scripture. Philip goes to him, asks him what he's reading. The man doesn't know. Uh, Philip guides him, preaching on, on, on Jesus, pretty much giving him the gospel. And the man says, well, what hinders me from being baptized? And Philip says, well, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, Thou mayest, and he says, I believe. And they both go down into the water together. So what, might, what might you call that um, announcement of belief? Uh, I, I would say you know, an announcement of belief, a confession. A confession, that's of what belief. I was for. You, yeah. You're fishing for it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like Rook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, he confessed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. True. And, and that goes along with that, that plan. We say that, and that often gets a bad name for that plan of salvation. I feel like that gets abused too. It does, but but so it's more of a process. It's a process of of salvation, 
And keep in mind that it, it doesn't take long. It, it could. I mean, for some it might take longer to, to read it and study it and, and to understand it, to believe what God has done, to, to repent of our sins. And keep in mind that repenting of sins, that's something that, that it, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's a mindset. We have to work on it. We have to continue to work on it. Uh, There's temptations that are out there that that might pull us away from Christ, but we have to be willing to recognize that and turn away from it. Uh, We have to make that good confession that Christ is the Son of God. Uh, And then as we saw here in Romans chapter 6, and as we see in Acts chapter 8, we're baptized. We're we're immersed. Uh, Immersed is a lot better word there. Definitely. Uh, To be buried with Him in baptism. Uh, and how powerful that is, and, and that's how we obey the gospel. Uh, in a sense, uh, well, that's how we do it. Uh, and then we continue to live fa- faithfully, as we see in, in Revelation two, verse ten. Uh, but that is is what we have to do: is obey that gospel to make sure that we don't fall into that trap or into that that position that that we see there in Second Thessalonians. Uh, and staying away from that and be planted in, in, in Christ. Uh, and so that I think that answers a lot of the questions. Uh, David, do you have anything to add? I think, you know, you've got this start. You find out who God is. True. And then you find out what he's done. And then you kind of find out what he expects. Yeah. And what happens if you don't do what he expects. And then, But we haven't really talked about what we do if you do do what he expects. We haven't. We haven't. We've avoided the condemnation, but what does that lead to? And uh, we were just there in, de- in the book of Romans. Truth. Um, I believe it was Romans chapter 6. Okay. Okay. Talking about a resurrection like his, putting off the old man. Yeah, starting in verse 5. Um, For if we had been united with him in death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like this. We know that our old self was crucified in him, or that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we could no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin, and if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. True. And where does Christ live? Yeah. Exactly. We want to be with Christ. Right. We want, I mean, I've heard it said that our motivation, at least in the long run, for our salvation shouldn't be the avoidance of condemnation. It shouldn't be out of fear. True. It also shouldn't be an expectation of reward. No, it shouldn't. But it should be in love. Exactly. It should be the reason, I mean, you get there. I mean, it kind of starts with some of that, but eventually you obey God because you love him. Yeah. And you know what he's done for you. And you know the opportunities he grants, and it all plays hand in hand. I mean, it all—you can't leave one without the other. There is definitely the, the fear factor. There's definitely the promise of reward, but love drives all that. Exactly, exactly, and, and love is a, a very powerful motivator. Because if you leave out the love, you've got the whole. Well, I'm gonna rebel because oh well, I'm not one that follows orders, or true, I'm gonna take my chances. But if you love him, then you know. You have that driving force. Exactly. And how do you know become to love God to love God? Well you spend time in his word. Yep. Exactly. Which is if we haven't pointed out yet, this thing. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible. The Bible. Yeah. Uh, and, and that that's a good point. We 
to bring out, even though if you obey the gospel, you have to continue to learn. Uh, and there's several places where he talks about being a newborn babe in Christ. We, we continue to learn. Uh, we continue to focus on Christ. And, and keep in mind that it takes time. Uh, someone that, that's maybe a, a new Christian may not know everything. But they're trying. They're learning. They're learning. Well, we never know everything. No, well, no we? we don't. We're always learning. Yeah, we always are. Definitely. You know, you think about the resurrection. He said he'd be resurrection, res- resurrection like as Paul said. Yeah. I mean, it's eternal life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you've either you're gonna be, if you want to say, alive forever, regardless, and you can either spend that burning in the fires of hell. True. Or you can spend that. Rejoicing with the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And the other fellow Christians and past saints that have died before the law of Christ. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem on its basis, I know you have, you know, people struggle with overcoming sin, and you know, mm-hmm. we all do, but on its basis, the choice seems clear. It does. It does. It does seem really clear. I mean, what, what, what position would you rather be in on that day of judgment? To, to hear... Uh, Christ come and, and say, "Well, you never obeyed the gospel. Depart from me." Or to hear him say, "Hear him say, well, you you followed my word. You you did the best that you could. Uh, you you kept true to it. Welcome home." Because make no mistake, every eye shall see, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess on that day. Exactly. I would much rather have confessed much much earlier. Exactly. Exactly. I, w- I would have liked to know, uh, you know, we, we can know if we're following God's word, where we're headed. Uh, if we're trying to, trying our best and doing our best to follow what God has put into place. And we mentioned earlier the hope of heaven. That's not the same. We don't use that word. Yeah. Oh, I preached that the other day. We don't use that word the same way that the biblical writers use that word. No, we don't. When we say hope, we say, I hope it won't rain. I hope I can make it to the ball game. I hope Ole Miss wins. I hope Tennessee wins, True. whatever. But we uh, we don't know if that's going to happen or not. We, we just, don't. We have a desire. But when we hope for heaven, Yeah. we can know that if we do whatever we're supposed to do, we can make it to heaven. Exactly. And we can have faith that God will give us the strength and grace for us to be able to do what we need to do. True. And you think of, of all those that we read of in the Bible, they had that hope. It was a driving force behind them. And like I said, hope has kind of lost that meaning too. Uh, and today, when we hope for rain, we, we hope it doesn't rain. Uh, but yet, a hope of heaven, that, that's something that should be concrete, uh, should be a foundation for us. Uh, it should be a driving force in our lives to continue to follow what God has, has put before us. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, our episode's gone, gone a little bit longer. That's, that's all right. Okay. That's all right. You know, I've been listening to some podcasts that most of them do go a bit longer, so I don't think there's any problem with going a bit longer or being a bit shorter. But True, true. So Yeah. But that's all right. It's been a good discussion. And it has. Hopefully, hopefully we haven't muddied the waters too much. I think we've just laid a good ramp into what we're going to study in Galatians. I think so. Because I think probably next time we'll go back into that. But. Yeah, I think the next episode we'll go back into Galatians and, and dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Galatians chapter 3. We're going to continue that study. But this has been a good break. Yeah. Good discussion topics. And, we may do that here and there, you know, at good oh, breaks. Definitely. Do a couple couple lessons on this or that. True, definitely. Well, like we said, we just wanted to go back to some basics for those of those, those of you who may be listening to the podcast for the first time. 
True. Or even thinking about God for the first time that you may not have heard. True, definitely. That's a good thing to bring out. If you do have any questions right. about the gospel, about anything that we have discussed in any of our episodes, uh, reach out to us, let us know, comment on it, uh, send us a message, an email, uh, and we'll reach out to you and answer that the best way we can. If you right. or if you want to sit down and study the Bible with us, we, we'll do our best to set something up or, or find someone that is in your local area to study the Bible with you uh, on those things. Absolutely. Uh, definitely so. Uh, I think uh, you're on the outro. Yeah, yeah I believe so. Um, before, we, before we wrap up here, those remember our Patreon. We are trying to truth simply there to further the spread of the gospel. We're not trying to make a profit. Yeah. We're not trying to do any of that. We're just trying to further the podcast so that we can further the spread of the gospel. Exactly. Any excess we might happen to have, we go back into the Lord's Church. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then, of course, remember our Facebook and our Twitter. Yep. And check back for episodes each Thursday. Yep. And then uh, finally, remember, we love you. God loves you. Until next time.